All right, guys, welcome back to the Establish the Fast Podcast, presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Level, with me as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan. And uh, we are back here. Um, Dylan, it's late July. We're almost there. Yes. When we start doing our, our divisional previews uh, and all that good stuff, our Super Bowl predictions, everything like that uh, on the horizon. But before we get there, uh, we've got to do something else we've done um, when we, we've had this, since we've had this podcast. And we go back to last year and... You and I were looking at this and having some fun and trying to figure out who picked what order. That is our quarterback rankings for the 2022 season and ranking these quarterbacks one through 10. So we do our our top 10 and uh, we did spend a lot of time trying to figure out. We looked at our list from last year, which I'll read off in just a second. Um, But we looked at our list and we're like, wait a second, who picked one, who picked two? Um, Because that's how we do it. We each go through and kind of have to react to the other's pick. So um, we'll alternate picks here to form our top 10. But we started looking at it. I was like, I don't remember if I went number one or two. And then, you know, who picked the events? Who picked the odds? And, well, Dylan, there was one name on there that really yeah. sparked our conversation. We had Ryan Tannehill at number eight. And, <laughs> I mean, it's, look, it's not a not – I mean, going into the season, I don't think that was a necessarily a bad thought. It's just um, it didn't turn out that way. Based on how everything did, uh, quickly, Patrick Mahomes was one, Tom Brady two, Aaron Rodgers three, Josh Allen four, Russell Wilson five, Lamar Jackson six, Dak seven, Tannehill eight, uh, Matthew Stafford was nine, Justin Herbert was ten. So there you go. That was our list from last year. We'll see how different it is this year. Hey, we still got the one seed of Titans last year. So, but no, that was obviously <laughs> not, not necessarily in part because of him. That that pick was definitely striking. Looking at this list, some other ones that might not make the cut. This year, this uh, definitely uh, last season was so much fun with all the quarterbacks, and especially younger guys. And uh, you saw the year two progressions for uh, not that they weren't good as rookies, but I mean, Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow took it to a different level last year. Obviously, that there, there's also that top kind of group, in my opinion, that's almost set between Mahomes, Brady, Rogers, Allen in some order. So it's like, man, it's it, the list starts backing up. But this is uh, this is just a good thing for football fans in general because there are just so many really quality quarterbacks and obviously you can we've seen some teams that have proven that you can win with a Tannehill like the Titans did last year look at the, when the Niners and the Rams when they had Jared Goff and Jimmy Garoppolo as their quarterbacks making the Super Bowl there are ways to win with the quarterbacks that aren't in these top tiers but it's a lot easier if you have one and at this point it's hard to even look at especially the AFC race and even the top of the NFC without really looking at these guys and feeling like you need one to at least be approaching the top 10. Maybe you don't have to be a top 10. There's going to be some guys who leave off this list that I, as a fan, you'd be perfectly happy with, but um, yeah, that's, uh, it's just a good thing for football fans. There's so many good quarterbacks in the league. It feels like right now, uh, maybe compared to past errors uh, that you can get down into like half the team having a quarterback you, you feel pretty good about. Yep. I think so. Um, yeah, it's. I'm very interested to see what our list looks like because this is going to be one that, who knows where it goes. But gentlemen's agreements, uh, we are gentlemen here, and so since I did go first last year, we're going to flip it. Dylan's going to get to go first um, here for this season, which I don't know. I think last year was probably a more desirable spot to be have the number one pick because I think we were fully aboard Patrick Mahomes yeah. as number one, but. Not to not Mahomes here. I think he'll easily be in our, our top two. <laughs> well, I don't think he's going past two, but um, we'll see. We'll see if Dylan goes there since he is officially on the clock with the number one choice here for our quarterbacks. It's I, I do, again, that top four, but maybe especially Mahomes, Rodgers, and then Brady. I don't think you can go wrong with how those guys played. I mean, they all had 
fantastic seasons. Rodgers with another, another MVP uh, just continues to play at an insanely high level as he gets into his later 30s. And uh, Mahomes at times last year, maybe not quite as efficient. I mean, there was that stretch in the season. Where obviously, the Chiefs responded quite well and uh, easily could have a couple plays here and there could have been in their third straight Super Bowl. Um, yeah. But there were there were times in last year compared to previous seasons where the Chiefs' offense sputtered a bit and got a little got a little um, stagnant compared to what we've been used to. This team just just lighting up the scoreboard game in and game out. I still think Mahomes, if I'm starting a team right now, I'm taking him. But in terms of if we're talking about just the 2022 season, I'm going to go with Rodgers by a slight margin. Mm, I know that. Wow. I know what happened in the playoffs. Um, but, I mean, this, the level of efficiency he had, obviously another MVP season. And I think we're going to see this year what he can do without Devontae Adams, how he really does elevate the guys around him. Um, it's, it's, it's a slight – again, I, I feel like all these guys I wouldn't be – feel bad about any of them being my number one QB but maybe also just to get a little change here from Mahomes as our last year number one <laughs> we get Rodgers here we're time this episode not on purpose by any means but very well with uh every year Mike Sando from the Athletic re- uh, releases his quarterback tiers column where he interviews 50 coaches executives all different people across the NFL and they rank quarterbacks and they have tiers mm. but also just a straight list and they also had Aaron Rodgers number one so maybe I maybe I feel like a little validated by seeing that as I pull this up literally as I'm talking um but uh I, I do think yeah just the way he sees the field and what he's how he's able to take his guys to another level I think sometimes a lot of credit given to some and he has had some amazing receivers over the years and obviously they have a really good offensive line but I do think Rodgers just elevates and you saw in that kind of between period of the the Packers organization where it kind of had a a transition phase from the group that won a Super Bowl and nearly made another Super Bowl um, a few years after when they lost to the Seattle Seahawks in the NFC title game you had a transition period to this current iteration under Matt LaFleur where they were not necessarily one of the best teams but man Rodgers really kept that team going you look at his (laughs) look at out you know this one game against the Niners is kind of a an outlier in terms of most of his playoff defeats have come in games where he's played pretty well and the defense defense just hasn't held up now he has a really good defense maybe one of the best in the nfc and green bay in my opinion uh, i think uh, they're going to be in that in the top few group there which makes this team really scary once again and i think rogers just narrowly i'll give him the number one spot there you go i was already expecting to to rush to the to the podium <laughs> to pick rogers for number two which um uh, would, would switch it obviously last year as we said tom brady was our number two choice but um this year already a change at number one with aaron Rodgers going in the first spots um i guess i will flip it then and i will flip it to patrick mahomes here for yeah. the number two choice <laughs> i think that's um like i said i, I think these I, I i sort of expected we would go this route i didn't i did think about you know the aaron Rodgers at number one thing had i have had the number one choice i think i would have maybe made the same decision as you uh, but I still think these are the top two guys as things stand, you know, right now, like I said, we did have Brady at two last year. We had Rogers at three. Um, but of course, remember what we're coming off of to last year. That was, um, you know, coming off the Super Bowl win and all that. And you're just thinking <laughs> yeah. it's Tom Brady. Right. And it's one of those things. So, um, yeah, I, I think Mahomes is in a position here. Like you said, it will be interesting this year. We've talked about that in, in other episodes, a different group of weapons he's going to have um this season and certainly i don't think his strongest group he's had there by any means of course uh when you you lose tyree kill and just kind of see how how things are setting up i I don't think it's going to be you know i I think there will be a transition that's the best way to put it but i still think from a skill set standpoint 
Um, I don't think I would go anywhere else and let him fall to three in this spot. So Yeah, I, he has to be number two, Where uh, given that he could have easily won another MVP at this point. just Rodgers has played at such a ridiculous level. It's been neck and neck with a few of these guys here at the top. But yeah, I, I, you know, especially with Andy Reid as your coach, I, I'm not insanely concerned about where this offense is going to go this season um, with that um, without Tyreek I'm, I'm sure they're going to have some different wrinkles and different things to exploit some of the some again some of the things I mentioned that other teams are able to how other teams are able to slow them down dropping a, a, the, the big theme of the AFC title game with the Bengals and, and in terms of forcing you know taking away as much space over the middle of the field and the crossing routes and really forcing instead of quick reactions from Mahomes and forcing them to sit there in the pocket and he's had a ton of success doing that other times uh, but I think they're they're really just like we saw with how quickly they attacked uh fixing up shoring up the offensive line last year after what happened in super bowl 55 i think they're gonna look you know andy's been pouring over this over the tape all off season they're gonna have tons of answers for all the all the different things all the problems that were presented by opposing defenses last year and i think mahomes just as a guy that on his own elevates the team to a different level he makes guys around him so much better as well um uh, it's similar to aaron these top tier guys have a tendency to do that very similar in terms of just the arm talent that those guys have how they process things and i think in just another year of mahomes learning uh playing in the nfl I, he's had the all the ability and proven that he can make any throw on the field and throws that shouldn't even be possible by video game standards but i think just as he continues to gain that experience he's going to be more and more dangerous and probably uh, soon to be uh, a standalone number one guy for a few years on this list. <laughs> there are some candidates behind him, but yep. uh, he's right there. All right. Now I think this is where things get interesting, and this is for like, sorry, but I think it, it falls on you now. But I, I know. I, 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 like I think year. I know where you're going, but like, <laughs> yeah, I think this is where things start to get interesting uh, at this number three spot. Oh, um, I mean, look, we, there's there's a lot of options out there. Like we said, Brady was two last year on our list. Uh, Josh Allen was four. Russell Wilson, five. Lamar, six. Um, you know, there's guys like Joe Burrow out there that are easily going to make our list now. Yep. I think uh, Justin Herbert, my guess is maybe moves up some too. So, all right, number three, you're on the clock. This is a tough, like you said, it feels like I'm getting the tougher ones again. It's, yeah. um, <laughs> I kind of have like these groupings of like one, two guys for the first six here. And right now, it's for me, it's between Brady and, and Josh Allen. Even if I want to put Burrow and Herbert almost right there they're the next two in my opinion that i would probably rank it just we've seen josh in the playoffs play it as we did with burrow but josh allen really i mean that that game against the chiefs was ridiculous one of the also the the against the patriots the week before one of the most efficient performances he had had all year and then obviously leading them to the afc title game the year before i just he out of those that just quickly in that group of three young guys i think he it's just a i just elevate a little bit because of what we've seen uh, we haven't seen uh herbert get in the playoffs not at his own fault yet but i think that when he does he's going to perform at a high level and obviously we saw what joe burrow did last year but had a, a defense that was maybe a little more stingy and made some big uh plays in those playoff games so I have Allen with Brady, and I want man, I, I you know I want to put Josh at number three. I really do, but I think just it's hard to not put Tom here. I'm going to take Tom Brady here at number three. Um, I, he had the by Football Outsiders DYR ranking, the, the best ranking they have for quarterback efficiency. He was number one uh, last year uh, ahead of Rogers. So I mean, he had just a ridiculous level of passing yards. Um, 
Uh, he had five comeback wins uh, to tie a, a career high, I believe. Uh, I read earlier while doing some reading up on this. Um, yeah, he led, led the NFL in pass completions also. Uh, we mentioned passing guards and passing touchdowns. I mean, he's just, at this point, until he falls off, I, I can't – I wanted to put Allen ahead. And maybe, you know, this is entering – Key, key word to our title here best 10 10 best quarterbacks entering the 2022 nfl yeah. season i by the end of it we have it's always going to be a different story yeah. before and after season maybe by the end of it josh allen is number one here um uh, this by the bills the odds on favor to win the super bowl and obviously if if he can be a little more consistent which i think he will be um buffalo just becomes even more scary but the bucks are still the bucks still got brady still doing it at an insanely high level you know there are some teams that have had his number the saints outside of that playoff game but they've beaten them all four times in the regular season since he got there um the rams have gone three and oh um against brady and his tampa bay era there's some defenses that have been able to give him fits and i guess you could say that josh allen maybe is a player that no matter what you do is just going to will himself to to beating you but i'm still going to give tom a slight slight edge here at number three well, you're making this easy on me. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like sitting back, like I, I don't really have anything to do here. Um, my, I think my choice is going to be pretty obvious at number four. So, um, yeah, but I, I think it's the same situation. Like I, yeah, I don't know exactly. I think these top four guys, to yeah. me, like I don't think we would have ever switched our top four in any situation. Uh, again, the, the the order may have been a little different, like we talked about, mm-hmm. but I think our top four is pretty sad and, and again i don't even want to call it a drop off after that but like i think these are your clear top four and then i think after that you know things get very interesting in terms of where you would kind of move some of these people around so yeah. yes in case you are not aware i am going to go with josh allen number four um again i i think he you know could even have again i think it's between three and four for him i probably would not make that argument of putting him ahead of rogers or mahomes uh, but, um, hey, if you're talking fantasy, yeah. he's your guy. Uh, so, um, but yes, I think, look, we've seen kind of what he's done, the improvement he's made, and the impact he's had on the Bills. Um, they will once again be a, a Super Bowl contender this year. And yeah, I think this makes it pretty easy to choice it for. Yeah, that, for all the reasons mentioning him, I mean, he's just get an absolute, probably one of the scariest guys, similar to uh, these other guys on this list. But I think there's something about josh allen's physicality and the way he plays it's just like if you're an opposing team you're worried this guy's just gonna make insane plays do whatever it needs to be done for buffalo to win and um i again i i still think there's this grouping of these uh you know mahomes belongs in it he's kind of already he's you know ascended a bit above some of these guys um over just by winning a super bowl but there's this group with mahomes allen herbert burrow it's like then even not throw lamar in there and that that group of guys it's like Man, these dudes are just a nightmare to face. Anytime your team's facing them, you're, you know, no matter what, you're worried that you can have the perfect game plan. These guys are just going to make get the job done. And I think Allen, yeah, at times, uh, maybe lose has not had the accuracy consistently uh, that you know we see with some of the top guys. But that also happens with Mahomes at times. There's some throws that he missed last season. Can't expect these guys to be absolutely perfect. That's kind of the the standard they have set. That, 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 as we're so lucky as football fans that these guys are when they miss like a, a, a 25 yard uh you know uh pocket hit like down the sideline um i mean you're it's, it's not a big window they're throwing into and we expect these guys to do it consistently and Allen, when he gets on fire though i mean you could argue that when a guy is 
um, in the zone that maybe no one is quite in the zone like Josh. We saw it in that last game against the Chiefs. You felt like if he got the ball in overtime, the Bills were going to win. Um, he put them in a great spot to obviously win already. Just ridiculous plays after ridiculous play. And I think at this point, he for me is he has to be a, just a, a slight tier above these next two that I'm going to uh, be considering for number five. I think Allen is for sure the number four choice. So too, and uh, that does turn it back to you, yeah. number five, because now you get to make the choice between. I, I think I know the two you're making the choice between. Um, but yeah, this is another one where it's like we look at these so far, and I feel like we've done this in like in teams. Like it's been the first two. I think you're, and, and again, we're talking about very small differences here. Yeah. Um, in terms of a, a lot of these guys we discussed thus far, but you felt like we were pretty clear on our, our one, two, our three, four, even in in either order. Um, now I think. Five and six, or I'm curious to see if you're going to go with the five and six that I'm thinking of. But um, I, I think I know what it's going to be. It's just a matter of which one you choose for that spot. Yeah, exactly. There's there's some guys I'm still you know think are not too far off this list. Um, like I do think Lamar Jackson is not maybe not quite on this list, but if he are in this not in this list, he's going to be definitely on the list. But in terms of the five six spots, but I think. Yeah, you know, it'd be a little different if you'd played all year. It, it came becomes a little hard when we saw that the full bodies of work that that Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow put in. Um, I think also tapping into this next group, uh, maybe a little homer of me for Matthew Stafford. Obviously, won the Super Bowl, but also <laughs> played had just maybe too many a few too many turnover worthy plays and uh, some risky throws, and things could be a lot different if Tart doesn't drop that pick in the NFC title game. Um, but I think he's tapping into this group. But for me, it's between Herbert and Burrow. Uh, two different, I mean, insanely effective players, two of my favorite players, young quarterbacks to watch. But do it differently. I mean, Herbert plays maybe a little more similar to Allen in terms of his size um, and how just athletic he is, but maybe – at times even a little more accurate consistently than we've seen some of the guys above him i think burrow's probably the most accurate in the group but he doesn't have a, you know maybe the same level of physicality but he still runs really hard I, i'm happy that he's not taking the hit seat like he did at lsu the same way he used to just welcome contact now now joe's a little bit smarter when he can be um they've improved the offensive line so much but he in terms of how burrow sees the field i think him and herbert very similar in that way they are both just beyond their their years in terms of their football iq it's really hard between these two um for me i like you said i keep getting these uh these these kind of one two where i I don't feel like i can really go wrong with either guy um man i'm gonna put burrow here maybe to also (laughs) slightly to switch up our list so far again that mike sando qb ranking we've gone exactly uh, as their list the first four now we're going to switch it. They had Herbert at number five. I'll, I'll go mm-hmm. Burrow here, um, even if, you know, I'm so excited to see what Herbert does this year with some of the improvements on that offensive line and the defense hopefully shoring up some things at the, uh, on the defensive line for the run defense, and then you add another pass rusher in Cleo Mack. they got a great back end. I think Herbert's going to be in a great place to put to put the Chargers on, onto a nice run here. But I think what Burrow did with the offensive line he had obviously has insane playmakers and skilled players, but I think as he also – as they improve that, um, as they improve this offensive line this past season, man, I think he's going to just take it to a different level. Um, I don't think, you know, there are times in the in the Super Bowl where, yes, the offensive line was getting beat up by the Rams, but maybe there's some plays that Burrow could have made or maybe some decisions that 
Uh, if it, you know, instead of going for the QB at the or the court, uh, touchdown at the end of the game, there was a the second down play. Everyone talks about the third down run stuff, and then obviously the the pressure by Aaron Donald and fourth down in the game. But second down, Burrow took a, takes a shot deep. He had a guy open on a on a little like four yard kind of dig route that would have at least given them a first down and gotten closer to field goal range. And those kind of decisions, I think, with time, he probably looks back and like, man, I maybe was being a little too aggressive on that on that second and short there. Um, those kind of things I don't think are always going to be an issue for him and with the offensive line and another uh, improved I just think we're going to see him take it to a ridiculous level not that Herbert won't Um, again these are guys maybe you could put a five tie on this list but um, (laughs) I wouldn't be unhappy with either of them but I'll give Joe the slight edge uh, at this point I feel like I'm the guy in the fantasy league that (laughs) sets the auto draft and just isn't drafting and like just all automatically has his next choice it's like as clear as day what it's going to be and like that's been the case for two, four, and six here. I'm obviously going to go with Justin Herbert at six, but I, I think, um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I would probably still, yeah, I think I would go the same direction you did. I think I would give Burrow the edge. Um, you know, and let's be honest, a lot of that's going to come off of he did just lead his team to the Super Bowl, and yep. they were picked to finish last in their division, and um, you know, so I, I think you have to keep those things into account too. And it wasn't just because of other things. But let's be honest, the reason they got there. Um, was him and i think just the impact he made and um there were a lot of other factors involved but there's no doubt that just the, the way he played last season was yeah i mean his stock automatically goes up again this is a guy who was not on our list going into the last season um but now he jumps from the top five and i think it's it's absolutely warranted so um herbert again i don't think you can go lower than six on him i think he's right here again in this group you're starting to look at it you see yeah. what he did last season you look at the numbers, um, you know, over 5,000 yards and just, what was it, 38 touchdowns. I mean, just um, a pretty remarkable season for him. Uh, and, and look, I mean, I, I think he's just going to keep – I really, I mean, we talked about, you know, we'll start doing our previews and stuff, but, look, I mean, the Chargers have a, a very capable, um, you know, offense again this season, and I don't think he's going backwards. I think he's just going to keep going forwards and – uh, so, so yeah, I think Herbert at six here makes a lot of sense. And you know what? I say that I'm like, I don't know. Like, are we sliding Russell Wilson? Are we like, I don't know, but I, I just, I don't think you can keep these six out of the top six based on going into the season. So. No, I, they're, uh, you know, obviously Seattle had its other, uh, other issues last year, um, that contributed to them missing the playoffs. It wasn't just Russell Wilson, but I think it's less about Russell going down. It's more about the ascension of these guys, especially, burrow and herbert from again they had solid year ones but man their year twos were ridiculous at times um what those both of those quarterbacks were doing on the field and the top four kind of maintain that even if they we shuffle them a bit they kind of maintain their spot so again less about russ falling down the list for me more about these guys rising up and i still think in this next range for for me i don't know there it's it's russ and he's in there but there's a couple other guys probably yeah. one i'm going to give a, a slight bump to over him i think actually but. Yeah, it's um, I mean, you talked about it. I think like Stafford certainly. I don't think you can ignore um, you know what he was able to accomplish. I think he's certainly in there. Um, I don't know. This this is an interesting group. Like I said again, it's like I feel bad because I feel like we did this last year and it was, it was the opposite where yeah. two through you know two four six eight <laughs> ten last year was difficult. I feel like this year it's like one three you know five seven nine is going to be kind of challenging. So. I, Curious to see where you go. Obviously, we've still got Russell Wilson out there, Lamar Jackson's out there, mm-hmm. um, Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford, like we said. 
Um, I don't think Ryan Tannehill's making our top ten this year, but Dak's still there. <laughs> so we, I mean, listen, there's going to be a good quarterback left off. There's going to be multiple good quarterbacks left yeah. off of our top ten here. So we only got four spots left. So and one one guy that I feel like will be he was left off just barely last year, and I wouldn't be shocked after this season with Devontae Adams coming in if Derek Carr yeah. clearly becomes a top ten guy. I think right now he's still just on the edge uh, out of this for me. We'll see. Maybe you, you'll feel differently when we get to the the last pick there, but. Um, yeah, there's three guys I'm considering here. Um, I I have trouble <laughs> picking one. They all have different. Are all can clearly win at a high level. All have one at a high level. Um, and you know the guy that maybe has had the least. Well, until this year, Stafford had the probably the least playoff success. But I think the guy I'm actually going to pick at this point. He's the one of the three that doesn't have a Super Bowl ring. I think I'm going to go with Lamar here. Um, I I just you know the health thing was such a big factor last year they had just not even just him the whole team that offensive line was not the same as where it had been in previous seasons I think they're going to take a step back um up this year I still think when he's on the field healthy um and they you know what they've done also with the receiving position will be interesting to see if that helps him out even more but man I I just think that at times we overlook how good of a passer Lamar has been um there's yeah, and this piece from Mike Sando, there's a quote from a from a defensive coordinator about about Lamar not being a tier one quarterback, not having the ability to to win when the team's losing. But I mean, he's uh, Roger Sherman from the Ringer then posted a stat. It says sub five minutes, fourth quarter, and trailing the last three seasons, and it's Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, and their stats are almost yeah. identical. Lamar's even a bit higher. Uh, he, you think of, I think of uh, in particular the game against the Colts last year. They were losing by uh, over twenty points, I believe, and on Monday Night Football, and leads an insane comeback. And he, his act. There's times you can, not not to knock on Hollywood Brown now with the the Cardinals, but there's there's like straight highlight films of of Lamar throwing dimes that, he, that have been dropped uh, yeah. by Hollywood in particular. But I think he's really improved as a passer um, over his uh, over the years uh, there, and I think when he's healthy, just He's so hard to defend still, and I think that he's still going to – I really think this is going to be a resurgent year for the Ravens and for Lamar in general. Maybe maybe I'm putting him a, a slightly too high here with some of the other guys we still have on this list that you could argue you'd rather have, I don't know, depending on the offense. But obviously they have made it work really well with Lamar there in, in Baltimore, and I think that you know they also are a team that we always talk about uh, each year – Records in close games don't always correlate year to year out. The Chargers, until they got Herbert, were like the only team that could consistently find ways to lose close games every single year. The Ravens lost a ton of games by one score, sometimes one point when they were going for two at the end. they I mean, they should have made the playoffs, and if they were healthier, they would have easily made the playoffs still. I know that they got absolutely torched by Joe Burrow, but I think you can't blame Lamar for that. And, um, yeah, I just think that he's right after this group i still i think he belongs when we talk about the young uh that group of quarterbacks that uh, with mahomes with with allen burrow and herbert that we have ahead here i think lamar deserves in that same group to be mentioned right with them i he might be you might want the other four ahead of him but i still would take lamar ahead of a lot of guys at this point i think even seeing what they did uh what happened when he was out of the team i mean off the team with the injury i mean i just think that his what he, his impact is so huge and he, he there's so much so much is dedicated to just stopping him that yeah you realize when he's able to overcome it uh, what Lamar can really do and excited to see what he does coming back this season 
Yeah, I was thinking when I was looking at our, our list initially, I was like, I don't think he's going to be lower than eight. Mm-hmm. I, I was kind of mm-hmm. just trying to map out where we were going to go on this, but I was like, yeah, I don't think he falls lower than eight. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see an issue here. And I know, you know like you said, there's, there's always going to be people that are going to look at the passing and and make conclusions on that. But um, you know, if you actually look at it, I think there's, there's obvious improvement there um and you know you just have you can't look at him the way you're looking at tom brady it's just a it's a much different you know you're not having the same discussion it's it's a different player different style so um yeah uh all right well now i feel like i'm finally at number eight i'm finally in a spot where i'm like okay now here's where things get interesting and then i also have of course the number 10 pick which i hate having that one because i'm like well there's somebody i'm gonna leave off and um all right, this is where it gets tough because I'm thinking. I think it's between two guys here, um, and I don't think it's probably that big of a surprise as to who it's going to be. I, I, for me, it's either Russell Wilson or Matthew Stafford. Um, but then it's like I, I feel like if I don't pick Stafford, I'm 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 looking at it. And I'm like, man, the guy who just won the you know Super <laughs> yeah. Bowl. It's all the way down at number nine on our list, and guess where he was last year? He was at number nine last year. <laughs> Um, so I'm like, he's not even moving up a spot after winning a Super Bowl. So for that reason, I think I'm going to put Stafford here because I'm thinking, man, we can't leave him in the same spot after he goes out, he gets a new team, a refresh, and, you know, he wins the Super Bowl. I'm like, we got to move him up a spot. So I think I'm going to go Stafford here at eight. Um, like I said, he was number nine on our list going into last year. We had high expectations for him, and again, what does he do? Goes out and, and helps win a Super Bowl. Um, so I think that is something where, man, it's just we we you know we've always said this. I mean, that's the thing with Stafford. I mean, he's someone that you could even like we talked about. You could even make the argument to move him up another spot or two. He's always had the talent. He's yeah. just you know he played for the Lions and it just didn't work out in terms of what was around him. And now that we see what he was able to accomplish last year. Um, you know, in a more consistent offensive scheme and those kind of things. I just, yeah, I, I'd have a hard time <laughs> looking up. At, if we do this, you know, mm-hmm. a year from now, I'd have a hard time looking up and saying, man, we left Stafford in the same spot back-to-back years, and all the guy did was go out and win a Super Bowl <laughs> and, and then probably have a chance to contend for another Super Bowl this season. So. Maybe I was taking a little bit too much of my bias and trying to push it back by <laughs> by, by dropping him from seven. Also, again, the not wanting our yeah. list to just completely mimic this uh, Mike Sando QB ranking. Stafford's number seven there uh, with mm. how the execs and coaches ranked him. I think, yeah, he's he's in this range for sure. Um, obviously, the, the turnover-worthy plays and that stretch in November where uh, they lost, oh, they had a bye and then lost the three games they played in the month. Uh, there are some ugly moments that the Titans loss and the first Niners loss uh, in particular stick out. He had some better moments in the Packers game that Green, where Green Bay went off. But, um, yeah, I mean, you felt from – it was a, even before the season started, it, uh, telling you from people I know, myself included with Rams fans, it's like we, we all love Jerry Goff and wish him well, but we, did, we just – things that we knew were missing and you – see what Stafford can do when he's on the field and then immediately saw it manifest week one last year and it just continued to go I mean yes the turnover plays uh, you, if you could cut them out he's probably uh, maybe a, a spot or two higher up here um, that's the only thing that really dropped him down he, even when he was pressured he, he played pretty well uh, last year he makes uh, most uh, you know again there's just the moments where the turnover throws happen if he cuts those out he's up there because he makes the most some of the most clutch throws i mean you think of 
uh, Tampa Bay, how they blew that huge lead in the, the not even just the last throw to cup, but the the sideline one that got them in position for that last play. Some of the pl- throws in the in the second or in the fourth quarter of the game against the Niners that he hit, and obviously in the Super Bowl when uh, you basically have Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson super banged up. They you got Odell out. I mean, it's just he he took it to a different level when he needed to, and he, he had a ton of comeback and late wins. A guy that. Yeah, we knew that from when he was in Detroit, how tough he was and how he was able to to lock in. It's almost like those moments prepared him for this opportunity that he got with the Rams. And yeah, I I'm still very content with him as my quarterback. I'd probably with the Rams offense as it's currently constructed wouldn't take a heck of a lot of guys above him. Um, but yeah, I think he, like you said, he deserves to at least move up a spot after winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> Maybe I took my bias too much into account by uh, yeah. moving him down, but I think he's still. Uh, I, I don't think he, knowing Matthew Stafford, he could. He doesn't care. <laughs> He's going to just keep well, look, playing football and having fun and winning games for the Rams. Here's the thing. You can't go wrong, I think, with any of these top eight, and that's our point is that I think when you look at some of these guys that have come in, like Burrow, Herbert, um, you know, specifically, of course, Allen, Mahomes, they haven't been in a league that long at this point. Yeah. Like we've seen this wave of guys come in that's just really, as we talked about, just really kind of reinvigorated. The position, um, and and that's why I think these final two are going to be interesting because I'm like, I, I know there's probably like a group of three that you'll choose from here, but I'm thinking, you know, there's going to be one of these guys probably left off the list, and and I'm you know I'm I'm curious to see where you go at nine because I don't think I'm going to have a tough choice at ten because I'm just going to pick the other of the the two that I'm thinking of, but you may yeah. add another guy into the mix here, but um, yeah, this is. This is one too where I'm like I'm looking at these two guys specifically because I think this is what's going to be the two that round out our list and I'm like, man, they're at nine and ten and you know I could see people making the argument to maybe even flip them with Lamar and Stafford so yeah um, you know it's 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 interesting yeah we take yeah recency bias in some cases and I, I tried not to with Lamar by putting him up at seven um, we take recency bias into yeah. into play here and there are things like. What happened last year with Seattle and, and with Russell Wilson yeah. in that offense and how it had stagnated for years with the different uh, offense coordinators that have been brought in and how much they wanted to utilize him. I'm excited to see what he does in, in Denver. I'm struggling, though, like you mentioned. <laughs> one more, t- one last time. I thought maybe this was going to flip where you would have a tougher ch- – and you still might have a you, – you have two guys in mind, but I still think, yeah. like you said, there's a few pe- few quarterbacks in this range for me um, where I could – you could make the argument for a lot of them and I wouldn't have any problem with it. Um, for me, it's between Dak and, and Russell um, at this yeah. point. Uh, I, not until we see Deshaun Watson on the field, I'm not going to – try to consider him what the guys are actually playing and have been playing for the last couple Watson, of years. Watson, Murray, Carr, I think those are the three guys. Yep. Right, right after. But then it's but I just think if we picked any of those guys, I think there's too many unknowns still. Like I said, Carr could make yep. a jump. Mm-hmm. You know, Watson could be a top five quarterback again. Murray could finally take that next step. But like those are all coulds and I think I think these top ten guys are I think they're already, you know, I think you just you just have more confidence level. Yep. That's probably the best way to put it. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty set on them. So in terms of the two, I mean, I've watched, uh, you know, a ton of both guys, especially in the division with Russell over the years. Um, and I, I, I do think at times that uh, it's not just a scheme. There are times where he's missed throws over the middle of the field that were there, have been opened up, and 
tries to extend plays a bit. I mean, we see sometimes also, though, with, with Dak, where it's the consistency week in and week out. There are weeks where he just lights up opposing defenses. We see what happens in, when things got tough against the Niners, and that defense does that to a lot of QBs, though, to be fair. So these guys are they have different strengths. Very, you know, They play a different style of play. Um, I'm going to just – so based on DYAR, which is – it does take into account at a certain point. It's not just a rate stat. It's also – it builds up over time, so this hurts Russell a bit by him being out um, last year. But he was he was still down on this list fairly far at 15, um, whereas Prescott is number three. So I have yeah. a hard time at the, just given what we saw with how Dallas last year with one of the top DVOA offenses. I mean, just teams in the league that we had seen uh, around on both sides. I mean, they were just on a ridiculous level last year. Um, I I think that. I'm going to give Dak this slight edge. I I feel uh, this again. This is going into the season. Things could and it's a we just saw what happened with Matthew Stafford going from a, one situation to another and uh, winning a Super Bowl. Not saying that Russell is going to do that necessarily with Denver. They got a tough road ahead in that division, as we know. And it's still we'll see how quickly he assimilates into that offense. You don't have necessarily the uh, even if they with with Hackett going down there. I don't know if we can expect Hackett to immediately. I mean, there's pressures on as we talked about in our rookie uh, coach expectations pressures on for him to quickly make this work um I, I don't know if you're it's not like wilson's going to a place where there's an established quarterback um not guru necessarily but a guy that set up a really qb friendly offense like what uh over the years mcveigh had done with the Rams. so um russell could end up just going off and i i know he's just as motivated as ever not that he's ever lacking motivation um but I, I'll take Dak and another year in this Cowboys offense. I think he's just man. He's they have so much talent too, and I maybe that, and in some ways, holds uh, our opinion back of him because it's like how are they not winning playoff games with some of the guys he has around him? But I don't know. I mean, I, I think that when he's healthy, there's a lot of guys. There's a few guys you'd rather have um, in the NFC in particular. Obviously, the AFC is just packed, uh, packing up this list. But yeah. I think that. Dak is right there, and I'll I'll give him a slight edge. Once again, all four of my picks, I feel like I was always I kind of had these groups of two every single time. Um, but I'll I'll take Dak here at number nine, and I'll, I think I'll feel better about this than when Tannehill made the list uh, last year. I think we'll look back on this list, no matter if some guys rise up and not feel like, wow, how did we make that choice? I mean, these guys are all pretty deserving so far, and I think even with the last pick you're going to make here. Yeah, I mean, I'd be surprised if you know. If there's any other situation than looking at this group and feeling like you know somebody on this list just completely goes the the opposite way i just i don't think that's going to happen and obviously i'm going to pick russell wilson at 10 because like i mentioned i think you could you know it there are still unknowns we talked about kind of the next tier guys and kind of figuring out well they could do this could do that i mean you know it could go multiple directions for russell wilson with the broncos but i think it's just a it just feels like a much better setup now at this point in his career, kind of given where the Seahawks were, um, you know, knowing that's a, that's a franchise that's in transition at this point. Broncos feel like they're more set up, um, you know, in a good spot. And yeah, yeah, I just, I think that maybe, I don't even want to call it like a resurgence. I don't think it would be a resurgence for Russell Wilson because he's, he's clearly a top 10 quarterback. And I wouldn't, again, if, that's why instead of putting him at 10 it makes it an easy choice because there's no way i'd be able to leave him off our list but um you know again he was five last year for us going into the season now he's at 10 
I don't think that's a product of him just becoming a worse quarterback. I think it's just, like we said, you yeah. look at the guys who made the jump, like Burrow and Herbert and those kind of guys. Stafford wins the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's tough to find a spot on yeah. our top ten. Um, so, so having Russell Wilson as our number ten, Man, I tell you, that's um. If we let's say we did we did this like the past decade, if we went back the past decade and did the same exercise, yeah, I would have to think this top ten right here going into the twenty twenty two season would have to be like one of the strongest yeah. top tens. And of course, you know, we're including guys we know that were, you know, I, I could pull up a list here and look at quarterback numbers back in two thousand fourteen and sixteen and all that, and and there was a, a great list. But I'm telling you, man, you look at this group here got to be one of the strongest from just a top 10 standpoint yeah i agree i i I think about like even if you go back far enough when when you have that group of rivers roethlisberger so past 10 years obviously but that when they're first ascending that group of rivers roethlisberger obviously tom's still doing what what he was doing drew Brees. i mean those guys were on that list but i I think the depth like you're saying here when you get back to the back half of this top 10 and it's like man that that could have been a top five kind of group um it's just the other guys exist, so he can't possibly be. And it's just, I know. There's, um, I'd say there's still I'm some names. I'm looking at this group yeah. now. This is, this is real quickly before we, like I said, I know we're going to go into the guys we left mm-hmm. off. But if I go back to 2012, yeah. NFL passing leaders, Drew Brees was one. Matthew Stafford was. Two. Yeah, <laughs> that's just incredible to think about. Ten years ago, he was um, Romo three, Brady four, Matt Ryan five, Peyton Manning six. Well, that's a pretty good top six, I'd say. Yep. Um, Andrew Luck, seven. Aaron Rodgers, eight. Then uh, it's Josh Freeman at nine. Carson Palmer at ten. I think that's where you kind of yep. have... starts the... Uh, yeah, starts to drop off. So your top eight there, I mean, you're talking Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. Um, you know, the following year, you've got... <laughs> Ryan Tannehill's at ten. Back with the Dolphins in 2013. So, like, that's another thing. You just, yep. like... This is like a, I don't know, it's like an alternate universe here. Uh, but, like, Andy Dalton was at seven at that year. Palmer back at eight with Arizona. Um, yeah, so this is just, again, kind of talking about our, our point here of reference. I mean, I think there are some, some pretty strong top tens. Like, even go to 2014, like, Brady was 10th in passing yards that year. You had Stafford, Rivers, Rogers, Eli, Ryan, Manning, Luck, Roethlisberger, Breeze. That, that may prove to be a stronger yeah. top ten, but... This is still one that I think you put in contention based on these talented guys. I, I think it's right there, and you look at how young these guys are, too, uh, that are yeah, making up true. this list. It's like it's only going to get better. And I w- would say to even add on to your point, uh, transitioning to, to talking about a couple of these guys, I think and for me, like Derek Carr, Kyler are probably the next two I'm looking at. But when you look at, at least I'm looking at uh, Football Outsiders, they have it easy for me to sort by like D- that DYAR stat over the years i'm looking at 2011 and you got guys in the 10 11 12 range where it's not you know there are guys that you can win with like we said there's plenty of teams that made super bowl runs and won super bowls with quarterbacks that aren't going to be top 10 level but matt schaub at number 10 uh dyr in 2011 you got andy dalton alex smith joe flacco guys that you feel good about in the offenses they were in but not necessarily i i just i would take this this group of the top 15 that we're gonna you'd end up having and now, I mean, you look at those past years, a lot of these lists are going to have Matt Ryan as a top 10 QB now. Obviously, very big transition year for him, but he's probably maybe rounding out our top 15 somewhere in that range. But I, I think yeah. as you extend beyond even the 10 um, with guys like Kyler that, yes, the the last image we have of him and I very well being at that playoff game against the, the Rams is not a good one. Uh, he looked 
uh, I know their offensive line got overwhelmed, but he did not look. He looked pretty bad. Um, but you, only, you don't have to go too far back. I know I, t- I talked about the Cardinals kind of falling off the last few years after hot starts as teams started figuring them out, and then maybe they get a little more outcoached. But they had that win in Week 17 against the Cowboys. That I mean, I, Kyler played amazing in that game and was almost flawless. And I think that he's only improved every year, so he's probably coming up quickly here. But then again, Derek Carr—that's the next one. Those two for me. If we had to keep going, I'd be having that same debate in my head between those two because I think Carr gets uh, you know a little disrespected at times uh, for you know going through so many different coaching staffs and different things with that, how that offense and that defense hasn't always been as solid as it was uh, last year. But man, I think. I really think Carr gets blamed for things he doesn't deserve. I think that with Devontae coming in there, the weapons we talked about, just the number of mismatches you can create with uh, with three guys that can win one-on-one matchups between Renfro, Waller, and Adams. Yeah. I mean, I think Carr and, and Kyler both have a potential to, to enter this top ten list, and that's, again, the depth here that when I look at pass lists, I, you start getting to after the top ten, it, fall, it definitely falls off, and I feel like this group – it, it, it maybe you're, instead of falling off, it's it's a slower downhill uh, trajectory that we have. It's not as as big of a cliff by any means. These guys are still really good quarterbacks that can can win and, and have been winning a lot. Yeah, and like we said, I mean, you got Kyler, you got Deshaun Watson potentially, depending yep. on his situation. Um, Derek Carr. I mean, that's a that's a good group, um, you know. And then I think beyond that, you know, you got guys. What probably Kirk Cousins. Um, you know, guys like that that probably are in that that range, and and hey, we we also know that there are some guys that have the potential that there are young guys too yeah. that are going to be thrown in the spots here that that have a chance to to break out um, as well. So new quarterbacks are going to get thrown into the mix, and so we'll see. Um, you know how those guys maybe enter the picture next season when yeah. we we do this again. So um, yeah, so there you go. There are top ten quarterbacks uh, ranked, and uh, yeah, I think going in, I thought these were the ten we choose from. Um, mm-hmm. But I just, like I said, didn't know what order it would be in. And all I know is I'm happy that Matthew Stafford got to move up one spot <laughs> on our list um, because otherwise I don't think it would have been justified. But, yeah, this is a, a great top ten. And, of course, Dylan, a lot of stuff going on for Clutch Points. Uh, it is towards the end of July here and um, August. Things keep going. we got preseason action, regular season starts, and, you know, what, a month and a half now basically. Yep wild to think about but it's all covered over clutch points uh and let everybody know where they can find all that yeah we'll have all the preseason games starting next thir- a week from this thursday uh the hall of fame game the jags uh maybe a guy entering the conversation trevor lawrence uh, hard to evaluate him but uh, man, uh, last season but you know year two we've seen some guys really jump so maybe he'll make a jump but yeah we'll have that that raiders jags game and all preseason games obviously all regular season games available to follow in the clutch points app going through uh at this point, uh, series grading entire off seasons for teams, looking at uh, the best position battles. We've already gone through that series, so all that content you can find in the NFL section of the Clutch Points app, as well as uh, if you click NFL at the top of the ClutchPoints.com home page, you can find all that. If you search training camp, you're going to get a ton of stuff, uh, tons of coverage. at all the teams reporting now, so that are you know some of the places we look for news and fi- find what's going on that were a little more barren or suddenly just brim full to the brim of uh of content so yeah tons of nfl stuff it's exciting time um and yeah uh, we'll see maybe if we can do 
the receivers top 10 maybe that'll be the other one yeah. i think potentially and then after that we'll be as blake mentioned at the top getting right into division previews it's that time we mm-hmm. uh there's a lot happening and we'll also do our main fantasy primer at some point in middle august so if, if you do have your draft earlier for some reason um and and want to get into that we'll, it won't be too far off for us getting into the fantasy content a lot of fantasy content also going to be available in the next couple of weeks at clutch points yeah, be sure to check it all out. You know, the one thing I was thinking of, as you mentioned the Hall of Fame game, I'm thinking, okay, that's going to be on NBC, right? And that sent me down a rabbit hole of, like, I got to remember who these announced teams are going to be this year because yep. of all the changes we've had, right? Yeah. And I kept thinking about that. I was like, boy, NBC. CBS is maintained. Like, they're they're in good shape. But everything else, man, it's going to be it's gonna be weird. <laughs> Is it Mike? Is it Mike Tarico and Chris? All right, so I'm looking it up. So NBC, I, it's what I, I, that one wasn't as difficult to fit, but it is Tarico and Collins. CBS is still Nance and Romo, mm-hmm. so they've stayed the same. Of course, ESPN is not going to be. It's just going to be weird <laughs> with Joe Buck and, and Aikman on ESPN. Yeah. It's just going to be strange. But um, Fox, I'm looking at this here, and this is something I'm seeing from the Sporting News from May. I don't know if this has changed since then, but it looks like like Kevin Burkhart. And Greg Olson yep. maybe the lead announced team for that, so which would make sense. Um, and then of course <laughs> you've got Amazon Prime, which is going to be Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit. So it's just what a <laughs> wild like the, the whole broadcasting situation. What a shakeup this was this off season. And I think there you know you've also got changes with like sideline reporters and all yeah. that. Like um, man. That's uh, that. That's going to be something that's getting, that we're going to get used to, starting with the Hall of Fame game. I we guess. we had a consistent group for so long, as you're mentioning. I mean, you think of how yeah. I, I can't even think of a time when it wasn't you know as a as a fan that started watching in the early 2000s or you know 99 Super Bowl and the Rams beat the Titans, one of the first Super Bowls I really remember well. I mean, I can't remember a time when it's not Buck and and Aikman on yeah. Fox. Like, yes, they're still going to be together, <laughs> which is nice for my nostalgia brain, but. Man, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a transition. I, I you know Nance still and like you said in Romo they kind of that one that was a natural transition when t- Tony went over there. But and we've seen ESPN change so much with Monday Night over the years. Um, but man, it's it's definitely gonna be an adjustment. It's also like you said NBC. I you know as much as we get Tariko a lot. Uh, going to Al Michaels being with Kurt Herbstreit. I mean, the, you know, the guy that you you're, you hear his voice yeah. and you think it's you think it's we're in Happy Valley on a Saturday night. Like it's not yeah. it's not usually going to be um, the NFL, but it should be fun. It'll just take some adjusting for us, I'm sure, given how much we're uh, watching all these games. Yep, be sure to to find the logo on the bottom of the screen to make sure you're on the right network because uh, if you're listening to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, you're not on Fox uh, this year. So. Yeah, but uh, again, be sure to check everything out at Clutch Points. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use, search for Stabs the Fast. And uh, thanks as always for listening to the podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. You're on the Stabs the Fast podcast.